Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents. It's your host, Petey Steele. And your co-host, Elena Torres. And we are back in the green room in person today with a hilarious comedian who we love. Please welcome Alex Edelman. Hi. So nice to um, be a part of this. Hey, thank you for, for doing it. So you're on tour. Have you been on tour for a while now? I'm, it's so where funny. Where is this? So tours to me are like super specific things where like a tour promoter sits down and puts it all together. This is just right. like... We got a bunch of comedy clubs in a row and I'm um, psyched about that. But if I was like, it's a tour, maybe it would be a little bit disingenuous. So so I'm here and then I'm in uh, Aspen next week and then I'm back in L.A. and then I'm in Denver the week after. So it's like, yes, I I could call it a tour, but it'd be a little bit generous. A, that, I think that counts as a tour. It's the smallest, most specific. Whenever comics are like, check me out on tour, I'm like, it's not a tour. You have booked yourself yeah. in a series <laughs> of... Like a tour has like a promoter and a tour manager to and make. a bus. Like, it doesn't need a bus, but it helps. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you have a bus, you're on tour. Yeah, Fuck that's yeah. true. If that's you, true. But I'm I one of my pet peeves is my my I have some comedy friends will be like I'm on tour and I'm like, you're you're booked at eleven open mic nights in different cities. I don't yeah. know that. <laughs> I don't know that this is the. I don't know this is exactly Radio City Music right, Hall. So. Right. No, absolutely. I feel that. But what does constitute the tour? What's the line? Would you say the line is, um, you're doing that material for that run, and then when uh, that run is over, the material goes bye bye or never you, again. Huh? Not never again, but it's like an entity. You pick or the you best film a special at the end, like that's you're the special that you're touring like, to do the hour. Like the same way musicians tour an album. Right. Yeah. Comedians should be touring an hour or a special. But if you're just like, if you've got 60 minutes, and that's why I'm a little bit resistant to label this a tour because I'm like, you know, people who see this may go, oh, I know like three or four of these jokes. A lot of most of the material is written in COVID. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's bad. No, I was kidding. Um, so it's uh, it's still being bedded in. But I have our I've done three separate solo shows. And when, you know, I do those shows in specific places under the banner of that, that to me counts as a tour. So that's Got just it. what works for me. But what like the line for tour isn't logistical, it's creative, right? Like it's mm-hmm. are you um are you doing a new hour? Is it new material or is it at least, you know like um Gary Goleman and Patton Oswalt have really good uh I can't remember which one of these guys said it, but uh Gary cites it all the time and I think it might be Patton original, which is that if people um, come to see you a second time and it's material they know, they'll enjoy it, but they won't come back. They'll be like, That's right. oh, yeah, that guy's great. We know what he does. That's right. And so like you have to a, a tour is entity specific material. So, yeah. wow. You know. I've I've thought a lot about it. Yeah, yeah I was no, say, that's this is good. A very specific, and you know that's right. It's a really thorough a of, answer. Yeah, it is. It is. We like thorough answers, though. Not to take issue with the thing you said to me in your first sentence, and then uh, talk about it for a you three and a half minutes. You but know that's what? very much my vibe. Controversy. Well, I guess it's not. It's not controversy. Isn't the it's right word. I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, 
Like basically like contention. beef beef and tension. I feel like that that sells on podcasts. So I contention, think it's great that we started yeah, that way. I yeah, have contention. beef with the debt with the conventional definition of the word tour. There you How's go. that? There you yeah. go. I like that. And you said you wrote most of this hour during COVID. Oh yeah. How what was that process like being writing and then not being able to take it out? Because I feel like um, that during comic, I don't know, I don't know, we're both comics, be, but that for us, I felt like it slowed my writing down a lot because I couldn't take it out. Yeah, I it was wrote, like my timing is going to fucking blow. Right. My timing does blow, but I've been doing this for long enough that some of it's bedded in. Mm-hmm. Also, there are four or five jokes that are like from 2018, fully from 2018. Okay. Or not sure. That's not true. That's a lie. 2019. So this isn't a tour. <laughs> this does very good. But you know, the funny thing is, so I did a tour in 2020. Okay. In the beginning of 2020, it was truncated by COVID, but it was a tour of the UK. Mm-hmm. And all of the material that I did on the tour was specifically the material that I had written in 2018 to do for festivals. Mm-hmm. It was a show about a meeting of Nazis that I went to. Okay. As a, as a, I'm Jewish, if you can't, uh, if you don't know from just uh, listening, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm we, Jewish, and so we. I I heard that about you, and I wanted to talk to you a little yeah. bit about that. But. So so I'm um, so so I have material. Some of the jokes that I'm doing in my act are jokes that go back three four years. Mm-hmm. They just haven't been sort of brought out of the stable under a specific banner, which is why people who see me, you'd have to be really eagle memoried to remember this kind of stuff. But like, yeah, some of the stuff that I do is. Um, is stuff that's from like jokes that I thought of in 2012 and over the pandemic I found a missing piece or I found a piece mm. to put back not to use Gary Goldman as an example again even though because he's just in mind but Gary Goldman had a joke about a disc man that mm. he wrote in like 2005 or 2006 and then did it for a bit and then put it away and then pulled it out in 2013 for a special and gave it a bunch of great new jokes and really elevated it and so right. I, I do that I have like five notebooks in here and sometimes I read through the notebooks and I'm like, man, that's from 2014. What happened to that joke? I just didn't really do it. And maybe there's something there or, you know. So to keep up with the deadlines, I can only imagine you have to put upon yourself to do something like a tour. What does that entail in terms of uh, every day? Are y- you like segmented in your writing process? Do you set aside? I don't. I'm not. Or, I'm not as you know? some days, but I, I write in seasons. I write in you know, there's sometimes I'll just sit down and write 20 minutes of material in, you know, a week. Mm-hmm. And some days I don't write anything. And then some months, sometimes months go by without jokes. And also it's way harder without stage time. Yeah, it's way, way harder. So, by the way, the stuff in COVID, like I probably wrote three hours of comedy in COVID. I would say that maybe 25, 30 minutes of it is usable. Right. Or like, you know, right. And I'm sure every comic who, if there are any comics listening to this, are going to be like, big deal. That's how writing works. But I mean, like, I wrote it with, like, out with punchlines and Mm -hmm. tried it on Zoom shows. I did a show every two weeks on Zoom where I had to write 15 minutes of new material every single time. What a great exercise. So fantastic. called On Cabaret. Uh It still exists on Zoom, I think. It is truly fantastic. Mm -hmm. So much fun to do. This woman, Beth Lapidus, um, runs it. It's run out of L.A. It's an alti show. It's been around for 25 years mm-hmm. and 27 years now. And it is one of my favorite shows to do. And I've got so much love for um, for that show. And it's me and Judy Gold and Julia Sweeney and Byron Bowers uh, wow. who, does it, who does it a bunch. And, like, that's the um, – it's a really fun lineup. 
And is it uh, does it have to be fifteen new minutes every time, or it's just a it's just a safe place that you feel that you can? It doesn't have to be fifteen new minutes, but it's the same audience every week almost. It's about the same hundred thirty five people. So if you're not doing fifteen new minutes, sometimes I show up and I don't have anything to talk about, and Beth will kibitz with me. She's like the host. She's on the Zoom with you. You're doing your material kind of to her. It's really great. It's really uh, useful. But yeah, that's a really useful exercise because at least. You, you know, it's a silly, but at least for an hour every two weeks, I sit down and I'm like, fuck, what, the, what am I going to say tonight? Right. So mm-hmm. that's that's really helpful and fun. Right. That's awesome. Sure. And I want to go back to you. You said you're Jewish. PD told me that you grew up Orthodox. Yeah, I grew up uh, modern Orthodox, which is like um, not like black hat, white shirt, but okay. like I wore a yarmulke every day and uh, and wore long pants and didn't touch a woman until I was in my, you know, late teens uh, mm-hmm. like didn't touch a woman I wasn't married to and I wasn't married so nobody mm-hmm. but uh but yeah grew up orthodox and uh and have stuff to and and you're saying that because yeah. I talked about it on stage a little bit and mm-hmm. so talking I'm talking about a little on stage a little bit more and right yeah I actually I grew up in Mexico City in a Jewish neighborhood in most of the neighborhood wow it was uh you grew up in Mexico City Mexico City that's fantastic well, thanks have you do you go back <laughs> regularly I'm going back in like two or three weeks for a wedding Wow. And should you still have friends who live down there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I moved here, not that, I moved here five years ago. From Mexico City? Yeah. I would never have guessed based on your, like, Why? your accent. <laughs> <laughs> my accent. That's usually, yeah, yeah. You have no accent. Yeah. Most, my mom's American, so that is Did you marry why. an American as well? I did. That's why I moved here. Okay. Was um, your, as your, did you meet your husband in Mexico City? I did not. I met him at a wedding. I went to college in L.A., actually. Where'd you go? USC. Very nice. And uh, I met him at a wedding here. In D.C.? For my college roommate's wedding in D.C., and that's why I now live here. That is so cool. What, what, so did you guys meet, and right away just you knew? We didn't the, know. You knew, that, you knew that it was worth examining. I've told, this on the, I've told people on the podcast this before. So sorry well, for repeat I, listeners, I, I know, but I'm going to tell Alex a story. Please. It was it was a one night stand, so there was definitely like chemistry, but I wasn't like it was a one night stand. It was a one night stand because I I'd never been to DC before, never planned on coming back. She never touched a man before. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he had he just had so much chutzpah. That oh, you I, don't have to pander to me, my he's friend. A, well, he's also Jewish. <laughs> Is so, he really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you. I married the, in. You. You married in. Would yeah. you raise your kids Jewish? Do you have kids? We we have a daughter, and we are in fact raising her Jewish. Did you have to convert and everything? Did you do no. some? No, even though even though it does go through the mother, he he is was okay with me not converting, but she has to do the mikvah and everything. Yeah, has she done all which that? We couldn't because of COVID. So now oh, wow. we're gonna have the mikvah with her and do the whole thing. They weren't so doing virtual mikvahs, huh? You can't because it's like you go all the way. You in just the water. go to the mikvah via Zoom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just, the, you just yeah. have them God. throw the you throw the laptop in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know like Christians that couldn't tithe, they just like throw their kid in the bathtub in South Philly or that's wherever. True. That's true. Right, uh, right. Yeah, the kid with with um. With the baptism stuff, man, yeah. baptisms look like a lot of fun. Mikvahs are not fun; they're it's rainwater. Oh wow! Modi is another comedian who's Jewish. Is a really funny story about they're made. So mikvahs are actually from rainwater. So the you have a are place, they really? Yeah, they are. I did not know that. It's so gross, and it smells of rain. Does it when really? When you go in there, and Modi is a story that I can empathize with. It's everyone's naked. So and so, so it's all men, and he sees this old man outside the mikvah shuffling along naked, and he starts pissing directly into the mikvah. And someone goes, 
goes, um, Mark, what are you doing? And he went, oh, I thought I was in already. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is so, oh my God. so funny. If people aren't listening, don't know what a mikveh is, well, then get some Jewish friends. But, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a pool of rainwater. Jews use for ritual baths. But mm-hmm. that's so... <laughs> it's so funny. It's not until you explain it that you realize how weird something like that is. So uh, are, have you been indulged at all in like the like fancy, cool parts of like Mexico City, like Puyol or any of that yeah, stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been I to Puyol? Up, I have. I have. Is it I good? grew up. I think it's a lot of hype. Ah, to it's be a honest. restaurant. To be honest. It's yeah. So so those of you that don't know, uh, it is a restaurant in Mexico City. It's the only three star Michelin restaurant in Mexico City. Uh, I bet it's really? probably the only three-star Michelin restaurant in Mexico. I think surprised. it might be the only three-star Michelin me- in, really? in Mexico. Really? There's yeah. only one in that big? Three-star wow. three star Michelin? Yeah. Wow. I have always felt like it's good, but mostly tourists are the people that are in there. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's and, easy to get a reservation, and, which is interesting. And Mexico City is has such amazing food and there's a lot but of other restaurants. Water, right? Like ter- terrible, Yeah, well, you, you just don't drink, you drink the... Drink tap water and that which was which was a weird thing no you just drink bottled water and you can and you get filtered water in in your house and stuff oh okay you you have filtered water and you can like shower in the water and that type of thing but it did take me a while moving here to get used to like not having to order water at a restaurant that they just like give you water so wait would you have to pay for water at a restaurant in mexico city yeah you have to you have to order bottled water at a restaurant and they would never you're never going to a place and they're just handing you water Right, it's like it's because the cistern underneath the city. There's a crack, right, and it's like sewage. You, yeah, you know, so. you know all the, you know a lot about Mexico wow. City. Mexico City is basically it's basically sinking, and there's a huge water issue in in some of the poorer parts of Mexico City. They go, they'll go days in the past, like two, three years. They'll go days where suddenly they don't have water because I just can't. I, I, I'm familiar oh. with it because I cannot believe it's happening. So it's insane. The it's it's insane what's going on with the water situation in Mexico City. And the other thing is like in a lot of other parts, like there's a part of Mexico City that's pretty affluent mm-hmm. called um, Interlomas, which is kind of like up on a hill. Sure, sure. And I was waiting. I'm not going to lie. I was waiting for you to s- speak Spanish because I wanted to, to hear <laughs> not to prove it because I wanted to hear how something would be pronounced correctly. So once right. you were like inter, inter uh, if you were like it's inner Lomas, I'd be like, okay, well, I don't believe that wasn't her. the fun thing I was looking for. Chimmy change up. Chimmy but, uh, change up. But yeah, they bring like trucks of water to that part of Mexico City every morning wow. because they have no way to get water through the pipes because this is such a problem. Awful. Do they yeah. have to have like armored trucks around it? Is it that big a? No, it's no. not. It's not Mad Max. But no. it, I mean, that's <laughs> so funny. It's not. Mad. It's kind of is Mad Max, but it's not Mad Max. Not, not quite yet. Not quite yet. But you grew up where? You grew up in Boston. I right? grew up in Boston. I grew up in a part of Boston called Brookline, which is where Conan is from. I I know Brooklyn. I know Brooklyn. I lived there before before I moved to Mexico City. I went to kindergarten in Brookline, actually. What? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, I was born in New York, and my parents moved to Boston, and I left when I was right after kindergarten, after I was five. So Brookline is very nice. Great public schools. 
Yeah, my dad's ex-girlfriend was a public school librarian there. Did you go to a lot of Red Sox games? I, I know Not only weird. did I go to a lot of Red Sox games, I worked at the Red Sox from 2003 to 2007. Was it a dream come true? The absolute best thing that you ever could pass out of a Red Sox hat. If, uh, I, I noticed I that. Have, it's the absolute best thing that could happen to a young Bostonian. Yeah. So much fun. So cool. Truly a brilliant place to work. Mm-hmm. Learned so much. Met so many people. I was 13 or 14 when I got a job there. Oh my god, a dream. Mm. I wrote the Red Sox kids newsletter. Oh my gosh. Wow. wow. Which is truly wild. And uh but yeah, it was so much fun. So how yeah. old were you when they broke the curse? 15. Wow. I was there. So you were there. Not I wasn't in I wasn't at the games in St. Louis. Although I did fly out to Colorado for us to clinch the World Series in 2007 with the rest of the employees. That was very cool. And, um, and uh, yeah, breaking the curse. I was there for the American League Championship Series when we were down uh, the semifinals, for those who might not be baseball fans, when we were down three games to nothing in a best-of-seven series with the New York Yankees. And the Red Sox came back to win, which is the only time that has happened before or since in baseball. And uh, I was, like, in the, you know, employee's box doing my homework. Mm-hmm. watching the game, like doing science homework. I was 15. I was in like eighth or ninth grade, and it was truly one of the best, best things that's ever happened to me. It was so, so cool. cool. It will never not be cool to me. Right. I got to see so much exciting stuff, and I'll, I'll just never forget it. It was a true privilege and blessing. My parents hate sports, so it was really like wow. a wild, um, you know, Wow. Did you ever live in New York for comedy or did you go straight to L.A.? Because I went to NYU. I went to NYU. Oh, okay. So I lived so I lived in New York until 2019 almost. Oh, okay, but I was okay. between New York and London or New York and L.A. And I, I've always been on. I've been sort of itinerant since 2012. So I'm sort of getting used to settling into a, a place. Mm-hmm. And that place is uh, L.A. And I like it a lot, actually. Cool. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Sorry, I feel like I'm. I'm. No, I'm no not, to... not at all. No. Uh, so now that you're in LA, what's the routine in terms of? Well, COVID changed a lot yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're my... moving to Austin tomorrow. I yeah. mean, look, there's a lot of my comedy friends who are moving to Austin or spending more time there. I've never been to Austin. Never once. I have. I have. I Is like it, cool? it a lot. It's actually fucking cool. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Really? How's yeah. the comedy scene? Uh, that I have never experienced. I have there. not. I was there for a bachelor party, so I didn't get to any mics. Um, That's so funny. But you know, the barbecue's fantastic. The main drag, Sixth Street. It's just sort of like Bourbon Street, but with a more nicer than flavor. Bourbon Street. Though and I've never been in New cleaner. Orleans. Those are the two oh, yeah? big cities I've never yeah. been to. And a lot more outdoorsy stuff you could do. Yeah, if like a lot of great hiking and stuff. And Kayaking yeah. and but so you have a lot that. of that in LA, though, right? So yeah. much hiking. I yeah. hike so much. My girlfriend does not like to hike. She can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Can't stand it. So I, uh, so I end up doing a lot of hiking on my own or with my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and my friend go hiking every Saturday. She's like a woman in her fifties, and. She, my my girlfriend treats it like my babysitter. She's like, <laughs> All right, Alex, it's nine a.m. Time for you to go, and she just like has the some quiet time to herself. It's so funny. See, I think yeah. any girlfriend would be easy to coax to go on a hike because you'd just be like, you know, I'm gonna have like eight hours to do a lot of thinking when you're not with me. You would up on the mountain. It would be her dream for me to come back and be like, I've rethunk everything. Be like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Get lost, idiot. Okay. But she's a 
it, that's the routine is honestly spending lots of time with my girlfriend, which is really nice. Uh-huh. And then, you know, I go out on the road on the weekends or that's what's starting to develop or, you know, I do a bit of writing during the day. It's a pretty easy um, lifestyle, but it makes me frustrated because before this I was itinerant. I was on the road and I loved it. Right. And now not, not so much, you know. So right. so it's uh, it's interesting. And so now that you're more free, what kind of stuff do you have coming up? Um, I'm writing a bit more. I've got a bunch of, you know, I've got to rebook some stuff from a UK tour. So I've got to go over there. I wrote something that's being weirdly, this is sounds silly, but it's being turned into a podcast. It's a World War II um, true crime thing. Mm, and okay. I am going to go to Italy to make it, which is wild. That's wow. That's really cool. Fucking I'm awesome. excited about yeah. that. And so, you know, some travels coming up and comedy club stuff and writing and pitching shows and trying to be in shows. But yeah, it's a pretty, it's most of my stuff, day to day life is writing. So right. can you tell us anything about this World War II true crime? I yeah. can't. Okay. Yeah, it's it so sounds weird. so, how much time do you get to spend in Italy? I don't know yet, but we're working out the logistics. I love and true crime, and I love military history, and that's just such an interesting thing. I, I'm so embarrassed I haven't thought of, but I'm wondering, are these going to be, like, guys that, like, mutinied or deserted or something? And then There's something started. like that, but yeah. it's never, it's be never been awesome. – um, it's like a murder that's never been solved, and I – you know, found a guy who figured it out. And so oh, like, cool. Uh, and so I'm basically going to, you know, or I have a theory and the guy's theory is the same as mine. So I'm like, that's the theory, you know, like that's the one. Oh, but I, awesome. I never thought, I think a part of the big lure of it is a comedian who doesn't know anything about anything, you know, who winds up, uh, winds up doing a true crime podcast. Right. I right. Sort of the, yeah. I think, I think that'll be great. It's perfect. Yeah. It's so, really so like, but that's the, but the thing is like, well, what do you like? Things are slowly chugging back to life after COVID. Good. That's really what's happening, yeah. which is I'm slowly working again. And that's a real delight. I'm really happy to be slowly working again. Um, I miss, uh, I miss the world the way it was before, but you know, things are coming back and, and that's, that's kind of nice. Even coming back to DC, you know, I've done the draft house in downtown mm-hmm. or whatever that was called. Yeah. Uh, Sean Joyce's place. And, and I love it here. I love doing big hunt when it's around and it's just a yeah, great RIP big hunt. Yeah. Didn't survive COVID. Unfortunately. I, oh wait, the, the place. Yeah. yeah. I loved that venue and I yeah. loved that guy. So I don't know. How are things around here? I want to know a little bit about the DC comedy scene. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. It's growing all the time, and it grows, you know, outside of the bounds of the city, you know, into a lot of these different microstitial areas that have breweries and vineyards and coffee shops and all these vineyards. There are comedy shows in vineyards. Oh yeah, all the time. Way out all the time because Virginia has a big wine country thing going on. So there's a lot of vineyard comedy shows. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing about doing comedy here is, well, one, the scene's gotten much more alive since COVID. People are are recovering. And the advantage I think that that PD's talking about is we have so many states so close by. Mm-hmm. So you get to Baltimore comedy scene and different yeah. Virginia. Right, right. Scene, and you yeah. have like Virginia's fifteen minutes from my house and then you have Maryland that's twenty minutes from the house. And it's very different audiences. So you as you grow as a comic, you're someone told me that different. Arlington is so different from DC. 
No, uh, is it? I don't know. Feel that what way. do you think? Uh, there's some difference. To A be little certain. bit, but I wouldn't say so different. It's definitely not as urban. It's more like you know, bedroom community-ish. I think a lot of people just come here in their mid-20s, early 30s to kind of establish careers, and then they sure. take it somewhere else where they go buy their penultimate house before they retire That's funny. or whatever. That makes sense. You know, in the life trajectory of most people, I think this is where Arlington kind of plays its destination. But D.C., people are just there kind of forever. Or they end up there and they're there for the rest of the or life. you have and i also think like maybe it's different from a comedy audience perspective whereas like the big hunt audience was like very i felt that room in particular was very specific and sean even said this that it's like dc super intellectual snobs which i love so like right which <laughs> which i'm obsessed which with if you DC have jokes to play snobs. to play with to that person it's never gonna play as well anywhere else whereas most you know, you go outside of that because that room was like really in the core of the city of D.C. You go outside that. There's less of that specific audience. Yeah. I mean, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I totally understand. That. Yeah. You get but you can get battle tested around here if you got a car and you're willing to just right. drive. 15 sure. Miles. In sure. That's direction. how it was that's in right. Boston and even yeah. New York. Sure. I would drive anywhere for. Station yeah. Yeah. New so York. Great. New York, I'd imagine is similar in that, you know, you have like New Jersey, Connecticut and you have all kinds of different audiences that you can play. It was to. so great. Yeah. I love it. Uh, guys, I got to get ready for this. Oh, yeah, I was about absolutely. to say, thank you so we much for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alex. Not, uh, not at all. It. I'm yeah. so thrilled to be on this. And sorry to be like, you guys. Hey, no, 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 no. Just because the thing is, I'm still rusty. Like that, I'm still getting my sea legs back. Even last night, I had to like check my notes, and I never did that shit before the pandemic. I mean, it takes time. I think. Well, I think we're all we doing appreciate that. you taking the yeah. time. Not at all. And, uh, I'm thrilled. And uh, yeah, where could people follow you? Um, Instagram, Twitter. And Facebook, and my name is Alex Edelman, and it's super easy. And I'm a comedian, and it's super easy to find. And uh, hopefully, I'm going to be back in DC pretty soon too for for stuff. So let's Yay. see. Fantastic! Right. And follow us at Countercurrents DC, as well as Elena Blondita and Steelborn DC Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. And uh, we'll see you August fourth for our show. Yeah, seven p.m. here Ooh. in Arlington. Arlington. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, Alex. Take Thanks, care, everybody. Guys. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.